0: The we're going family style deal
1: because I want a bite of your Big Mac
0: and I need some of your quarter pound.
1: I'll try your fillet fish.
0: There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer.
2: Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiaka's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees.
3: To the Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics, to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. We're coming to you through the leader in responsible paranormal and alternative science programming, the Exon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, and can also be found on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm your host, Gwilde Wycka. This hour, we'll be exploring Wheels of Light. Throughout years of shamanic studies, I've run across many different renditions of the chakra system. One little-known shamanic concept is the existence of energy or power centers of the body. In some Celtic shamanic traditions, this was referred to as the three cauldrons of the soul. One is located in the head, one in the heart, and one in the belly. While everyone has the potential of having these power centers, it's believed that the cauldrons are upside down and unable to hold power until the practitioner undergoes an initiation of personal processing. This processing involves embracing the joy and sorrow sine wave. In other words, it's necessary to welcome both joy and sorrow in equal measure, neither clinging to joy nor avoiding sorrow, while moving through the damage one has sustained in their lifetime. Gratitude in all things is also a necessary part of the process. My Lakota teacher alluded to these shamanic power centers, though he framed it somewhat differently. He told me that earth light came into the body from the bottom and star light or heavenly light through the crown. He spoke of wheels or vortices located in the body that prismed the dark light and light light into various colors, having different divinations of power. It was through clearing and activating these vortices that light could then be channeled to and wielded through the shamanic power centers, one in the head, one in the heart, and one in the belly. Part of an extensive and very grueling initiation was to access and heal the restrictions in my personal wheels. It involved very deep introspection and personal processing. It's also ongoing, a practice maintained throughout a practitioner's lifetime as long as they continue to work in the shamanic way. There are checks and balances inherent in the procedure. The more processed a person becomes, the more light available to channel into the power centers and the more power at their disposal. At the same time, the more processed a person becomes, the more pure of heart and less likely to misuse power. My teacher told me that light is the source of all information, of enlightenment. It's the link between spirit and the material world. Light is the vehicle that shaman used to access spiritual realms. It's also the power they wield to affect change in the physical world. He was very specific about two forms of light, one from the earth, which he considered feminine, and one from the heavens, which he taught was masculine. Both forms of light had to be embraced in equal measure for the power to be healthy and balanced, or for shamanic information to be accurate. He taught that each vortice spins both clockwise and counterclockwise. Starlight is channeled through the clockwise spin while earth light comes through the counterclockwise. A devout Christian, he used biblical references in regarding the vortices. One related to wheels within wheels, the other was in reference to the fall. He explained, the fall occurred when our planet moved through a very dark portion of the galaxy where many of the star beings could not reach us. The earth went to sleep as a full spectrum of light was no longer available. He taught that we're now coming back into a fuller spectrum light. The earth is reawakening, but the vortices or wheels of the people have gone to sleep and must be cleared and awakened also. He said the most important thing I could do was to clear and wake up my own vortices so that the planet balanced earth light and starlight had a way into the human world in order to awaken others. Our guest this hour is co-author of Awakening the Chakras, The Seven Energy Centers in Daily Life, Victor Daniels. He and Cooch Daniels also co-authored Matrix Meditations and other books. Victor received his Ph.D. in Psychology from UCLA and taught for more than 40 years at Simone University. After this commercial break, I'll introduce Victor, and together we'll explore the mysterious wheels of light from yet another perspective, so don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic, the scienceofmagic.net. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder, Sandra Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, sacred international journeys a meditative cd and her book shamanic awakening to encourage you as you navigate your earth walk and create a deeper connection to yourself find this and more at her website starwalkervisions.com Welcome back. This is the science of magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwelda Wiecka. There are as many renditions, myths and legends of the chakra systems as there are traditions that carry them. While various stories or descriptions can seem confusing and contradictory, each carries a piece of the puzzle. During these evolutionary times, truth is to be found in unity rather than polarization. With us this hour to explore the topic is co-author of numerous books, including Awakening the Chakras, The Seven Energy Centers in Daily Life, Victor Daniels. His website, consciousnessandculture.com. Victor, thank you so much for joining us on The Science of Magic.
4: Thank you for having me.
3: You and your co-author, Cooch Daniels, studied for two decades with two spiritual teachers whose names you notice I didn't even attempt. <laughs> Would you pronounce their names for me and tell, me, tell us a little about them?
4: Harish was the principal one. Uh, the I don't know which other one. Oh, Swetha uh, Madanamai. Yes, of course. Uh, she's actually uh, a, a a much. Uh, much better, no, more widely known spiritual teacher but uh, didn't emphasize the chakras in the same way that Harish did uh, so Harish was actually our principal teacher in relation to the chakras uh, and the structure and the use of them but a great deal of the uh, specific information within them uh, came from from Amma the, uh, um, people may, may know Srimata. Amritananda Mai, uh, as simply Amma, she's often called the hugging mother, and uh, she does her darshans with, uh, n- n- people will come, long lines of people will come to her and lay their head on her breast briefly, and she will um, uh, offer some comforting words or comforting sounds, and often that can be a profoundly healing experience.
3: What tr- What tradition is it from?
4: she is from the uh, f- from kerala and she her native language is malayalam uh, not too far from uh, what used to be called trivandrum uh, Travantapuri now uh, at the very southern tip of india but she's also the uh, from the the sanatan tradition the uh, the classical I suppose you would say the classical Hindu tradition, but both she and Harish uh, were quite emphatic about their system being, their system and their teachings uh, being for people of any faith. Uh, be it um, Christian, Muslim, Taoist, anything—they were not. They neither of them uh, were. Well, I, I should say with Harich, he was not, and uh, Amma is not, uh, because she's still uh, uh, alive and kicking. Um, mm-hmm. They're neither of them spiritual imperialists. They both want to offer what they are able to to anyone.
3: So, what exactly is the chakra system?
4: The chakra system? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. It is a (coughs) it is a um, an identification of energy centers in the body that have something in common with with what you were mentioning that you had learned from your Lakota teacher. And the chakras actually it it divides the um, divides consciousness into uh Seven chakras or categories, and they are uh, they are conceived of as located at different points uh, in as centered at different points in the body. The first chakra is the muladara or the uh, the lowest chakra um, is called the muladhara or the root chakra, and it has to do with we uh security and uh and uh um, it's, it's sort of being being solidly within yourself and uh, on the earth and with other people and then uh, the second chakra is often called the passion chakra the the Svaristana. would you do you think it's worth my mentioning the the Hindu names for these things or the tantric names for them or just the english terms?
3: Oh, let's just do English for now, if that's okay. I'm sorry? Let's just do English for now, if that's
4: okay. Okay. The third chakra, and so the passion chakra, the second chakra has to do with with relationships and with uh, the desire for for fame, to celebrity. Um, you could think of it as the um, as as uh, as the Hollywood chakra in a sense, as well as the uh, the sexual chakra, reproduction, etc. The, th- the third chakra has to do with power. Uh, owning and disowning your personal power the fourth chakra has is called the heart chakra and mm, interesting thing Harish used to say for 95 percent of the people in the world live out their entire lives in the uh, the lower three chakras occasionally they will get a glimpse of one of the higher chakras will uh, will do something that's related to one of the higher chakras but most people never make it in, never make it beyond the lower three chakras that is is the, the the security, the root chakra, the uh, the passion chakra, or relationship chakra, and the power chakra. The fourth chakra is the heart chakra, and the the profound difference there is that with the with when a person is is acting and living from the heart chakra, then that they are. Interested in the other person's welfare as much as their own. So you and I talking here, instead of my simply emphasizing what I want and my interests, I will be as concerned with your welfare and your interests as you define them. And that's very crucial. That's related to uh, to Gestalt therapy in Western psychology, where they talk about about boundaries and boundary violations. Am I allowing? Am I respecting your boundaries? Am I respecting who you conceive of yourself to be, or am I trying to uh, reconstruct you uh, as I want you to be? And uh, it's a truism among among. Uh, couples and couples therapists that um, if you meet somebody else and they look like good material to you and you think you can make them make them over into who you want them to be the relationship is uh, not likely to work out very well Yeah, that's the relationship
3: problems that we deal with right so uh,
4: right you uh, essentially you take another person as they are and uh, then and and you and they work out things as the people that you are. You don't think that you're going to transform them into someone else. And they, for me personally, that's uh, that's what I uh, you know. Well, let me go on just very briefly. The fifth chakra is called the throat chakra, and it has to do with speaking. Uh, speaking or silence, because there are disciplines of uh, of not speaking. There are some of the gurus, I have known uh, uh, a couple of gurus who do not speak. They only write their messages on a chalkboard. Uh, right. And
3: mm-hmm. Quite a then, discipline,
4: that the sixth chakra called the third eye has to do with intuition with the ability to see deeply into yourself and into other people and then finally there's the crown chakra or cosmic consciousness which is a uh, in in a sense we say that it's beyond words actually we have uh, a considerable number of words about it in the book but in talking about the sixth and seventh chakras we have we have um, relying to a considerable degree on the best statements of the qualities of those chakras that we can find from people like Sri, uh, Sri Aurobindo and Anandamayama and people and, and Ramakrishna and people who have been generally acknowledged to live in those chakras and then some people that we ourselves have, have been uh, that have been friends or that we have interviewed uh, such as Pilate Baba uh, right. My own Victor, personal, Victor, my you, own personal endeavor is to uh, see if I can to try to live most of my life at least in the fourth chakra. But yes. Do you, do you, you see person, us,
3: Victor? Do you ahead. see, do you see us as a being um, in a time when we have an opportunity to evolve as individuals through the chakra system?
4: yes and what what we have done which is unique in the uh in 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 this book classically people conceive of the chakra system as moving from uh, uh from the as uh like the the uh, sort of life energy is is seen as a metaphorical snake or Kundalini that you bring up and rise through the various chakras, and that's the way in which people have classically thought about the the chakra system. Um, with the caveat that the, you say, all right, well, Pilot Baba had a, a nice way of saying it. His, his he used the metaphor. He says, "Which wave are you riding?" That's where yeah. you. That's where you. Probably that's where you need to work. And by which wave he meant: Are you in this particular situation uh, with with your own self? Are you driven by power? Are you driven by sex? Are you driven by secure by by yeah, insecurity? You know, one, Victor. Uh, you,
3: Victor. One? Yes. One concept that that I find confusing is it seems like we kind of judge against the lower three lower three chakras and um, you know exalt the higher chakras. Isn't it a question of balance?
4: Yes, it is. And the uh, actually, I, I don't particularly like the, uh, uh, the 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 designation of lower and higher, um, but uh, that's, uh, this is the the way it's um, uh, traditionally conceived of. And the there are there are actually several different answers to your question. One of them is the the um, Western Asian philosopher Ken Wilber talks about going deeper rather rather than going higher. Yeah, that's much better, isn't it? Using the metaphor of going into your depths. uh, And it's not really a metaphor. In meditation, that's actually what you do, is you go into your own depths, and that gets rid of the whole, uh, I am higher, I am more evolved than you are kind of notion. And both, pilot, go ahead.
3: We have just a couple minutes left in this segment. So briefly, what do you think, don't you think that it's more process of going inward into your chakras to clear them rather than uh, evolving as far as higher and lower goes.
4: Well, what we've done, what Kuch and I have done that is unique is that we have developed a, a table of qualities for each of the chakras, in which in each of these tables we have uh, divided each chakra into about uh, 10 or 12 sub-dimensions. And we conceive of each of them as a polarity with uh, one, one kind of thing. For example, in the power chakra, uh, one end of the polarity might be... Um, uh, domination over other people, the other end of the polarity uh, might be uh, inability to feel and express one's own chakra and so what the the task then becomes one of within the chakra noticing which of the subdimensions is the one that is, uh, is where you feel you're drawn to needing to work at the present time and We're
3: going to so- have to take that promised break <laughs> Victor, okay. and I will, Victor and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break, so don't go away. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. of Magic.net. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gilda Wiecka. We cover what's hot for in-depth exploration of leading-edge subjects from numerous authorities and viewpoints. Join our email family to receive our tropic,
5: Companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com.
3: Topic-driven episode collections, thescienceofmagic.net. Our guest this hour is co-author of Awakening the Chakras, The Seven Energy Centers in Daily Life, Victor Daniels. Victor, we were getting into a very interesting subject, um, and that's the two polarities of each chakra. Um, so you have either a weakness or a strength, or I shouldn't say weakness or strength. Would you go into that just a little bit more about how that how we find balance between the two polarities?
4: Sure. Um well, polarities is opposed to the the traditional notion of dualisms, which is the way most people tend to think. Uh, things are either this or that, black or white. But polarities is a spectrum, shades of gray from from uh, black at one end to uh, to white at the other end. And so, uh, for example, uh, friendly, like in the first chakra, um, one end of the polarity would be secure or self-sufficient. The other end of the polarity would be needy or insufficient. Secure and uh, most people will have a sense of all right. Where, where is it that they need to? If they take a glance at the chakras, where do they need to work? And so uh, finding working on the uh, using, we've provided one of the in this book. We've provided many specific ways of working, specific techniques. Uh, so they work on that particular one until they feel like they've they've got a good balance on it. And then all right, where where else uh, where next do they need to work okay
5: now, this, that might this, be that they're makes, working
4: on one thing generally or that might be to, that they're working on one thing in a specific situation
3: this starts then to make more sense to me whatever Victor, else. yes this starts to make more sense to me in other words there's not a right or a wrong place to be doesn't it isn't it based on the circumstance like do you need to be more assertive in a particular circumstance or you do you need to sit back a little bit more so do these our position in these polarities, do they rightfully change day to day, moment to moment?
4: Yes, exactly. Uh, you you've said it well. They, they, uh, there are there are both the one of the one of the insights from that comes out of social psychology is that uh, that most people tend to uh, see what other people do as a function of the person whereas actually a great deal of what we do is a function of the situation. So we're looking at both person and situation in regard to or wherever we are with the polarities. And there's So there's two kinds of balancing. One is there's the balancing along the specific dimensions within a polarity, and then there's the balancing of the energies from the different polarities. So you have someone who there may be some kind of, uh, of um, uh, like desire for, or fame and fortune, uh, kind of thing that a person is working with, and then also in relation to that, there are there may be a seeing into other people uh, and some kind of a balance back and forth. And people can bring things, uh, bring energies from the higher. Shock, the quote higher chakras unquote higher on the scale uh, uh, to to another chakra so that it's um, yeah uh, yeah
3: okay um, so so if we have um it sounds like flexibility is really important here um and what that being the case, what compromises our flexibility and movement in the chakras th-
4: the largest thing that compromises our flexibility is our past conditioning, and an awful lot of that conditioning like the um starts off uh, starts off very early in childhood. It can start off as early as birth when they are right right after a an, an infant is born when uh, it needs to be picked up and held if it has a a mother who is um uh, distracted or busy with other things who doesn't pick up and hold it uh, there may be a neediness that comes from that. Um, for most people throughout their childhood uh, they are they receive either overt or subtle messages of don't do that that's not okay that's not good that becomes a complex that gets locked into the personality and so that's something that a person can work at either through psychotherapy later on or through meditation um, and the uh, and, and so either ongoing ongoing kinds of Qualities or specific events. There's what's called so, one trial learning. A person what, can le- go ahead.
3: What can you tell us about chakras and personal power? Then,
4: well, there's there's two uh, there's a couple of dimensions of it. Uh, actually, there, there there are numerous dimensions of it. Uh, but in, if you look at the the polar ends of it in in. Basic terms, one of the tasks for many people is getting in touch with their own personal power, which means becoming becoming fully who they are rather than trying to define themselves as as other people want them to be and that 's very, very crucial for for most of the people in the population they 're still trying to be who their friends or parents or others around them want them to be and discovering their own. Their own. We talk in this country, we talk a lot about individualism, but individualism often means meeting the expectations of other people about how you're supposed to be rather than becoming your own self. So that's one side of it. The other side of it is that many people um, are, are screwed up in the uh, power shock in that they 're trying to dominate other people rather than show them respect rather than meet them on a plane of equality, and that attempt the, these attempts at domination are are fundamentally unsatisfying. To them, because they kill, they kill a person's own inner spirit, they interfere with the ability to live with other people in community. And so uh, developing the ability to relate in a, uh, in, in a mutually respectful manner with other people is the other uh, kind of general dimension that's okay, important so in the power chakra.
3: What do the chakras have to do with the auric field?
4: Uh, that is something that I personally would um, would address to my wife or to my co-author. Um, I can't I can't give you a good answer to that.
3: No problem, no problem. Um, so, how do you suggest a person start working with opening up to their chakra system?
4: Well. Um, one way to start working is to say uh all right where where what am i there are there are really two ways one is you can work on your deficiencies or you can work on your strengths, and a person may uh, uh a person the the basic question is, what would I like to do better? How would I like to be more effective? And then, uh, when you have the answer to that question, you look at which of the which of the seven chakras it is that's related uh, to that particular kind of effectiveness. And uh, then look at what subdimension within that. Uh, within that, and um, we have uh, a variety of specific meditations. Um, Exercises, the like meditative exercises, uh, breathing exercises, uh, interactive exercises, so that you can work work with yourself or you can work in a relational way. And uh, so, with each chakra, we have we have the the, the uh, little sections. Um, the the book is really extremely well organized. And so, we have with each we have the essence of the chakra. We have the bright side, we have the dark side, and then we go into the the uh, the Vedic traditions of it. This is a dimension that Peter brought in. It's a beautifully illustrated book. Peter is a so, Dutch artist. Yes,
3: yes. It's nice to have those visuals to go with this because we're dealing with color and sight and all that. This is starting right. to sound like the chakra system is a two way street. So, in one sense, I'm whatever, sorry, I missed
4: your last three words. The chakra system of
3: is it is a two way street. In one oh. sense in one sense, what we do is reflected in our chakras, but in another sense the restriction in our chakras affects what we do
4: yes exactly and that's that's um, where that's where pilot Baba's comment um, which wave are you riding? and there uh, their the key is that the chakras can help you become aware of what you are doing right now at this moment and that's <clears throat> that's a key vision you you so often have people going out uh, trying to do something, trying to accomplish something, be different in some way without realizing what they're doing right now and so that's something that the chakra system can, we have specific meditations uh, we have uh, like a meditation that can be used to uh, notice where you're and what kind of energy is a person manifesting and this is for you and it's for you in looking at another person what kind of energy do you feel uh, do you feel yourself manifesting at a given moment and without asking that question you might never notice and what kind of energy do you see another person manifesting at a particular moment so you find out which wave you're riding and how are you riding it, Uh, the the analogy of the surfer. Are you you up on your board? Are you riding it well? Uh, Are you riding it so well that you can turn your energy to working on a different chakra? Uh, Or are you about to fall off and you really need to learn how to balance on your surfboard in this particular chakra?
3: Got it. So, if you're working with the chakric system, um, it sounds kind of mechanized. Like, like we're really focusing on, on something. We do we have control over it? What you know? How are you working with this? I don't get it.
4: You, uh, there are two dimensions in a sense. One dimension is becoming aware of what I. For another person is doing at this particular moment. Uh, another dimension is the um, is developing alternatives, and that's uh, either uh, either concluding that yes, what I'm doing now is exactly what I want to be doing here. Or uh, I, I, for example, sometimes will stop myself in mid-sentence when I realize that I'm uh, saying something that is, um, uh, that is uh, not quite right uh, or that doesn't fit the situation and, uh, and will go in a different direction. It's also very useful. Like how you work with it is there's a series of steps, um, a series of, of meditative steps which allow the development of the concentrative faculty, that is the ability to, uh, we, the, 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 central, the central key is witness consciousness, which is very similar to what Buddhists call mindfulness. It's essentially developing the faculty to, in a sense, stand behind yourself and notice what you're we're gonna,
3: doing. At, we're going to have to take another break. Victor and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. We're in this together. Your thoughts are very important. If you have any comments or topics of interest to suggest, please email me at info@thescienceofmagic.net.
2: You're listening to the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net.
3: Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiyaka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. Our guest this hour is co-author of Awakening the Chakras, the seven energy centers in daily life, Victor Daniels. Victor, we were trying to uh, clarify, um, or at least I was trying to clarify, the difference between psychoanalyzing yourself, psychotherapy, and working with the chakras. How, How do they differ?
4: Well, a central way in which they differ is that working with the chakras is usually done as a meditative practice and uh, and things that you can do by yourself, whereas psychotherapy of whatever kind is usually done with another person. And uh, my experience out of uh, long, long experience with both of them is that uh, psychotherapy is usually faster. Um, than than chakra work. It's a chakra work uh, depends on 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 a various kinds of meditation. But some of the kinds of things that you develop through meditation may be longer lasting, and some of the qualities that you develop are different than some of the ones that come from chakras. Also, I've been, had the experience of sitting in meditation and um, focusing a, on, on a given chakra and things will bubble up out of my unconscious that uh, had never come up when, when going through a, uh, a therapeutic experience so that you're likely to become aware of some things in meditation that are different than some that you become aware of in, uh, uh, in psychotherapy.
3: So do on the, the two hand- so do so do the two dovetail then in other words you're meditating on your chakras and something bubbles up then you can take it into therapy and work with it there
4: yeah and sometimes that's a good idea because uh, because there are certain kinds of hang ups that uh, that a skilled therapist can help a person with uh, that a person may really not have a handle on what to do with if they're if they're um, trying to deal with it through meditation on the other hand, there are certain qualities and uh, abilities to control your own consciousness and to know what's going on in your mind and where you want it to be rather than where it is that uh, are a kind of thing that are not customarily taught in psychotherapy. So there are, there are um, unique you, unique kinds of capacities that can come out of each of those two experiences. A person who really wants to uh, work on themselves um, optimally, I would say, is is wise to at some point at some point in their life um, go through uh, a number of a number of psychotherapeutic sessions.
3: and what? Right. My own so rule what, of
4: thumb is what? that if you've been to six sessions and you're not finding something good coming out of it, well. That's not the right person for you to be working with.
3: Got it. So, what um, what role does intent have to play? So, we're talking about if you want to work on yourself, do you have to set an intent? And and how what part does that play in it?
4: There's a word that you're saying that I'm missing. It sounds sort mm-hmm. of like What role does it blank have to play?
3: Okay, intent. I intend. Oh, intent.
4: Mm-hmm. Intent uh oh intent uh, well you're likely to go in the direction that you're trying to go uh, that's the that's the key i'd like to shift slightly to uh to uh, a central uh a really central element in chakra work and that's that a uh a, a, a a crucial aspect of it is working with ego. Like most of us, like, like most people are walking around um, either thinking that they're not good enough or trying to think that they're better than other people. Uh, and the the letting go of that, uh, and, and the ego is very, can be, gets in the way of our being able to perceive reality. It causes us to lie to ourselves in order to think that, to, to make us think that we're okay because we think that we're not okay. And so uh, we tell ourselves things that we, that we, uh, that aren't so. About us or about other people. And so a central aspect of chakra work is to move toward that internal honesty in which we are, uh, we are able to perceive what we are actually uh, doing and how we are actually are, rather than de- telling ourselves something that we're not.
3: Well, you know, there's a lot of talk about ego. Would you mind defining it as you're referring to it here?
4: Okay, there are, It's a good question because there are really uh, a number of different uh, forms and kinds of ego. The, kind, the, the As I have just referred to it, it means the sense of um, uh, what we think it's, it's uh, synonymous with self-image. What I what I think about myself. Uh, uh, other forms of ego. One, Sigmund Freud's ego was a kind of a executive function, effectiveness of uh, ex- effectiveness in working with the world. Um, there, uh, um, but the kind of ego that is, and and with chakra work. It's a matter of uh, of being in tune with oneself uh, in a way that is not trying in any way to think that I'm better than I am, but uh, or worse than I am, but rather uh, real ego. Ego is uh, it clouds. It's a fun. It's not a thing. It's a function. It's what we say to ourselves. It's when when we like tense up in our bodies. Uh, it's a a whole organism response that essentially allows us to move in a uh, like a relaxed and effective way through the world, or to be uh, trying to, in a sense, be something that we're not, or do something what, that we're not, or get person, an unfair advantage over another person.
3: What can a person expect to experience when they engage in um, you know evolving through chakra access?
4: One of the things that w- that a person will develop is the ability to know uh- where their consciousness is at a given moment, what it's doing, and if that's what they, if that's where they want to be. Uh, for example, you're in a conversation. Somebody starts to take it in a different direction uh, than it's going, and uh, usually we just, most people just sort of float along without realizing that they're really even um, going off the subject. But you notice that. Oh, well, that's uh, going somewhere else. That's not what we were talking about that's not what i want to be talking about so the the ability to concentrate and to focus your attention is very important the ability to notice what's going on in your mind is is uh is a uh, one of the things that come out the ability to be effective in whichever chakra whichever dimension uh you uh, are not as effective in as you would like to be is important and well, the ability have- to yeah, go ahead.
3: We have uh, a few minutes left here. I'd like to address, you know, if most of us are living out of the lower three chakras, isn't mm-hmm. it somewhat alienating to expand one's chakra access? Would you mind speaking to that?
4: Say that last sentence again. Mm-hmm. As that as the word expand.
3: Okay, so if if we if most people in the world are living out of the lower three chakras, yeah. isn't it alienating for an individual to expand into the other chakras? How do they relate?
4: Alienating? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Not usually. The... um that you do get some some such situations for example uh, a person may be uh, an effective speaker may be able to uh, use uh, use uh, some of the fifth chakra energies speaking energies effectively and if they skip the fourth chakra in which they learn to be compassionate in which they learn to uh, help other people attain what they need for themselves then you may get a dictator. You may get a. You may get um, uh, someone who is. Uh, you may get a, a psychopath, a fascist, who is um, able to uh, speak very effectively and con people into doing things that they don't want them to. So that's uh, or that 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 are not good for them. So that's one uh, kind of way of skipping it. But if the person goes through the fourth chakra development, in which they uh, truly. Uh, they they in the, in the third chakra they learn to uh, attempt to be of service to other people uh, to help other people if they if they do that focus rather than working on the I'm going to get what I want regardless of what happens to you and in in the fourth chakra move into uh, really developing um, great kindness and compassion toward other people so that so that others uh, uh, feel that and are assisted by that, then they move into the fifth chakra uh, with that fourth chakra capacity and, uh, and, and tend to be uh, uh, very, very valuable important. If, if it's sixth chakra, one of the problems that you get there is that people develop powers. Uh, abilities to do unusual things. Victor, and once Victor, again,
3: time time yeah. flies, and I'm afraid we're out of it. I can't thank you enough for being with us on the science of magic.
4: Well, thank you very much, and right. I'm I'm sorry that. Um, no uh, problems. We've answers... got to
3: go now. That's no problem. Our guest this hour has been co-author of Awakening the Chakras: The Seven Energy Centers of Daily Life, Victor Daniels. His website: consciousnessandculture.com. This has been the Science of Magic. For in-depth exploration of leading-edge subjects from numerous authorities and viewpoints, join our email family to receive our topic-driven episode collections, thescienceofmagic.net. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you awaken to all that you are.
5: that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com.